0: Hello, lovers, and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast, where we help couples go from a me to a we when it comes to nutrition, fitness, and lifestyle. Let's head up back on into part two of College Life with Taco and Mandy, and learn a little bit more about how our college experiences help to shape us for our lifetime of living together happily, healthfully, ever after. <laughs> It's the Nutrition Nuptials podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully, ever after. Now, how about late night foods?
1: Oh, boy. Well, go back to the cheese steaks. OK, so more towards my, the end of my time at school junior, senior year. By then, I was bringing a car to school. And so I might have been, you know, not one of the few, but I was one of the people who had a car. And I drove a boat. I had a 1979 Chevrolet Impala with the bench seats, right? And I could fit at least three people in the front, if not more. And then like, you could get, you know, four people comfortably in the back seat. So I would often be the transport over to the cheesesteak place in, in South Philly.
0: You were the taco bus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say that, yes. it was, a, And it was a yellow car, too, so it was colored like a bus as well. Oh, it's well. only like the taco yeah, bus. Yeah, it was the taco bus. And so, you know, would go and get your Pat's cheesesteak and love life. I was, not just me, a lot of us were so obsessed with it that I actually went in the same night to Pat's. And it was a trip. It was like a 20 to 30-minute drive each way. I went twice in one night. Like, I drove from St. Joe's to Pat's with one group of friends, right, I and mean, had a cheesesteak, came back later that night, had a roommate come home and go, hey, I'm really in the mood for a Pat's cheesesteak. And I said, well, and me being the person I am, not nice, but like, I don't want to miss anything. I'm like, yes, this is a great idea. Let's go to Pat's. By the way, I already went tonight, but we're going anyway.
0: So did you have a second cheesesteak?
1: I went and had a second cheesesteak a few hours later. If you want to talk about late night foods, that's what really stands out.
0: So for us, it was definitely your more traditional pizza. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We had a place off campus called Acme Pizza, and it was famous because it was a dollar a slice. And all you had to do is get your dollar and head on over and get your slice of pizza and walk home with your friends. That was a big thing. The other thing was, and this is something that they have at a lot of big state schools is a chain called Gumby's.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you, the Gumby's pizza, nothing to write home about. The pokey sticks that pokey they make sticks. were just magical on another level. And, and
1: their garlicky, cheesy, amazingness on bread.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to try and Google a picture. And I'm going to put it on the show notes of what a pokey stick actually is. But basically, it's round like a pizza. And they put butter, garlicky, buttery sauce, and just shredded mozzarella cheese on top, and then and they you make get it, sauce, and then the sauce, and then they basically cut the thing into these like stick-looking things, and you get sauces, and you know the big debate between the kids at Penn State because you have half the kids from the more East Coast and half the kids from like the biggest East Coast-West Coast rivalry at Penn State was do you get sauce. Or ranch. And ranch on pizza is just an unholy combination. I'm sorry if you like it out there, but it, it's just not right. I'm and to sorry. clarify
1: for the listeners who aren't from the area, when you say West Coast, you really mean Western Pennsylvania. Western
0: Pennsylvania, <laughs> yes. Not California. Right. Like Western Pennsylvania.
1: Right. And so that was a bigger debate than Eagles versus Steelers? Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah, like, you got, and you got your pokey sticks, and it's like, can we get, like, all sauces, like, all, you know, I say sauce. Mm-hmm. Can we get all sauces, and there's always, like, that one person in a group that's like, can we get ranch?
1: <laughs> I'm
0: like, you get your ranch elsewhere.
1: You got the ranch.
0: We did it because we were nice, but it wasn't a favor, and then you ran out of sauce way, way more. But I will say, like, we've had this debate of pokey sticks sober. Just doesn't taste the same.
1: <laughs> I can't say that I've had them sober.
0: They just, you eat them and you're like, wow, these are really gross, greasy. But after a few oh. rounds of beer pong,
1: I've had them the morning after.
0: At your school, were you more of a, a going to bars or is it more going to parties? And, and let's say like maybe like your young, like pre-21 years.
1: Okay. So pre-21, it was definitely more parties. Like the sports teams had their houses, like you would go to the rugby house or the hockey guy's house or whatever and they would throw their parties and it was your standard low class college party where sometimes there wasn't even you're like where's the furniture it was like (laughs) there was nothing it was was a room it
0: all got moved into like these like rooms or like pledge rooms or somewhere
1: it was like a a room with a keg and red cups and somebody collecting cash and somebody pouring beer and it was like
0: you went to a school where it was like a five dollar a cup thing
1: Something like that. Yeah. I mean, you you had to subsidize the hockey team or the rugby team or the soccer team. So
0: That was on them and their dues.
1: Yeah. And then I think those were the more common for me and my friends when we first started. And then, then you start to have friends who live off campus and they live in the, you know, the off-campus apartments that are basically only students are ever gonna wanna live there sort of thing. And people would throw parties in those apartments. And so you would go and hang out and do all of that. And then, you know, I wasn't, okay, I definitely went to bars before I was 21. I wouldn't call, I didn't have a fake ID. I just ended up in places and like, I got carded more after I turned 21 and I never got carded before I turned 21. Somehow that worked out, I don't know. But definitely more parties than bars before 21. After 21, there was probably more of a even split.
0: At Penn State, it was very much divided between the apartment party people and the frat party people. We had a very, very large Greek system at Penn State. So most of the people who were in the Greek system, you went to the the parties at the houses or you went with the, the people that you knew. And then there was, you know, the apartment party people were like, a lot of them were very much on like the ant. Like, oh, my God, I would never be caught dead at one of those things. I, don't even make me go. So very much split with that. Obviously, the frat party you went, you had the grossest, cheapest beer that I don't even know where you would find it. I still have never seen half the beers that we consumed at school anywhere, any... In adult life. In adult life. And I mean, we live in the Jersey Shore where, you know, a lot of beer gets consumed. Mm -hmm. But like to get a Miller Lite or a Bud Light was like That was high class. class. That was high class. Yeah. Um, Now at the apartment parties, that was usually somebody got a keg. We didn't pay $5 for the keg. Like that was on the apartment to... To supply it, and then liquor or booze of some sort. If you had to think back on it, it, was there anything that you drank in college that the thought of having it now just makes you like?
1: Not so much now. Uh, I would say I think the first time that I ever got really wrecked and had a bad experience. (laughs) Read between the lines on that one. Jack Daniels was involved, and so at least for a few years after that. It was really hard for me to drink Jack Daniels.
0: Which I'm very surprised about because when we go to weddings, usually Jack and Coke well, right. like I've, go I've, to weddings.
1: Listen, I've grown up. I've gotten over it. You know, I said it was for a few years and then that kind of went away because I've, I've had many other bad experiences <laughs> since then. It just is one of many now. But at the time, it was like the solid like, oh, yeah, that time I had Jack Daniels. And then it really messed me up. And... Yeah, there were friends cleaning up after me. Oh man! <laughs> so I would say it was Jack. Yeah, I don't think there's any. But that was the was,
0: test of who your good friends were. Yeah, at the sure. Time.
1: But like you know, I wouldn't drink any of the beers that we were drinking back then, like Iron City Light and Beast and things like that. Beast,
0: Natty Light, Natty Ice.
1: Natty Ice was like was kind of Beast later. Ice yeah, thing. probably. But, like, I wouldn't touch any of those beers today, mm. right? I
0: remember, so, a couple of years ago, my best friend and I actually did wind up going to Penn State together, but we, we made it very clear in the upfront that, like, we were going to kind of have our own lives. Yeah. So, a couple of years ago, we went back up for a football game, and she's like, let's go to a frat party. So, we went to a frat party. We fought very, like, we fought for beer. Like, we had to, like, be in this, like, line, like, trying to, like, finagle our way to get a beer which felt terrible at that time. <laughs> We're like, I can't believe I'm, I'm begging an 18-year-old kid to give me a beer right now. And he gave us Lord knows what the heck it was. And, like, I tried so hard to drink that stupid thing, and I just looked around like, this isn't happening.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and then Jack Daniels being my, I guess, my entry whiskey, and now I I'm very fascinated with whiskey, but, you know, I only really drink Jack Daniels in a mixed drink anymore.
0: See, now I think back to some of, the, like, the weird stuff we had in school, like i don't know if you ever heard of mad dog Mm -hmm. 2020 the gold schlagers with like the had like the gold flakes in it
1: supposedly they were gold flakes
0: whatever fool's gold on the fancy night like the boone's farm like basically glorified wine coolers like as i'm saying them right now i'm like
1: retching a little bit
0: tummy hurts
1: yeah bartles and james or was that too high class
0: No, it's definitely boon. Like, if I had a wine cooler, it had to be Boone.
1: What about that Smirnoff ice stuff? That was probably around that time, right?
0: Maybe it did. I I think I cared for it, though. Okay. I still don't care for it, but at the time, definitely not. So, you know, when you had a few too many beverages of sorts, did did you have, like, a go-to hangover cure?
1: I don't remember. You know... I think eventually at some point, whether that started in college or not, you know, it was was the breakfast sandwich, the greasy breakfast sandwich, right? Where with some sort of meat like bacon or sausage, that would have been pretty standard and easy to get relatively. Otherwise, you know, if you were going to brunch in the cafeteria, then you were getting like an omelet or something like that. I don't know. That
0: was not happening the day after.
1: No? Not for you? The day
0: on the rough morning, no. That was not happening. (laughs) I will say, I think my hangover career has still... Started in college and came with me, which is a Gatorade and like an egg and cheese sandwich.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Or an egg and cheese bagel. Respectable. And that was the only thing that would maybe... Oh, uh, yeah. Speaking about creativity in the cafeteria. So like I mentioned on Sundays, we got the fancy omelets. On Saturdays, it was just like your standard breakfast. So usually I started making my own breakfast sandwiches in the cafeteria. Got it. So I think that's where like my like go-to hangover for the breakfast sandwich came
1: from. Mm-hmm.
0: So thank you, Penn State cafeterias, for having bagels, eggs, and cheese, and ketchup to make that all happen.
1: How are the bagels at Penn State? Terrible. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I I thought I'd ask because we come from a, you know. No, they're like. Bagels are proliferating. No, they're
0: like Thomas's bagels. Okay. You did not. And, like, the one, like, fancy, like, bagel shop downtown that with a huge lines out the door because they made, like, bagels and bagel sandwiches and all that. No.
1: Never really went out of your way for it. No. Okay.
0: Mm-mm. No. I would wait to go home. Or, like, my parents would send me back with bagels Got when I would come home. No, no. Okay. Not happening. Not happening.
1: All right.
0: Mm-mm. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about fitness. hmm Now, what, how active were you in high school?
1: Oh, my God. I was playing soccer year-round. I would play for the high school team. I was playing for club teams. You know, and there were times when I would have... Oh, man, I was even like refereeing soccer matches, like more in my brother's leagues. So it was like, by the time I got to high school, I was more specialized. I grew you know, in grade school or whatever, I was playing basketball and baseball and things like that. But by the time I got to high school, I was like, oh, this is my
0: soccer nerd. This is
1: my best sport. This is the best that I have to offer athletically. And so I focused on that and I, I played a lot. But... Now, now the next question would be: well, how did that translate into college?
0: Well, I guess my first question is: Did you have aspirations of playing soccer in college?
1: I honestly, it was going to depend on what school I went to. So, one of my backup schools that was more local, I was only a Division three. I actually knew the head coach because I'd done soccer camps there, and he was pretty fond of the way I played defense. What was interesting was throughout high school, I was always on offense. I was always a right winger, sometimes playing center forward. It was. When I got to the camps, it was like, I was never as good as everybody, like some of the other guys on offense, but I was playing defense way better. And I don't know, in high school, I guess, or on my high school and club teams, it was always like the opposite. But anyway, I knew the head coach and I was like, okay, yeah, and division three is like not that much of a commitment. The furthest you'd go is like an hour away or whatever. And so I thought, okay, I would do that. Plus I would have been living at home. So I would have needed something to get me kind of out, right? But um, St. Joe's being the division one school... I was kind of like one, I didn't think I was really talented enough. I was be, I was very honest with myself about my capabilities or maybe critical. So I didn't think I was necessarily good enough and two, even if I was just good enough to make the team, I didn't think I would be like necessarily the star. So I was it really going to be worth it to me to make a division 1 commitment? And when I would be riding the bench or something like that. So it wasn't like when I say it dependent on where I would have gone division three, I would have been on the team. I would have gone, I would have done it division one, not for me.
0: Okay, fair enough. So then yes. And answering the the question that you already asked was, you know, how did that translate
1: into college? I wish it translated better. I think, you know, because it wasn't anything organized anymore. It just was so, and you know, you're meeting all kinds of new people and stuff like that. So like, I wasn't really seeking out like rec soccer or anything like that a whole lot. I was probably playing basketball occasionally, but it didn't, that kind of fell by the wayside. I wasn't playing sports as much as I had growing up. And then like, I started meeting a lot of people who also were not necessarily playing sports. So wasn't really getting, I got really good at playing pool. That, there was like one or two nights a week where we would get together and play on campus and have different campus tournaments and things like that. So I, I think I started transitioning into other interests by then.
0: Outside of sports.
1: Outside of sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least in terms of my own activity, not necessarily my fandom. How about you?
0: So for me, I really, really wanted to cheer in college. And at that point... They were making a lot more requirements for being able to do gymnastics and tumbling. And that, unfortunately, was something I never really had, had trained in. I had taken a little bit, but then I started finding out that that was something that was a college requirement. But I didn't have the tumbling skills that they wanted. So I decided instead I was going to focus on dance team. And the year I, I was going into my freshman year at Penn State, you uh, dance team wasn't eligible for a freshman too try out for so i remember um i spent a lot of my freshman year actually i I was training really hard to for dance team so i actually was taking dance classes and you know from going from high school and i always had been very active with doing cheerleading so for me to just completely stop just didn't feel right to me and I, i can't say it was necessarily something that had to be like a it was like a weight management thing it was just it filled my soul yeah and I really wanted to do that. So I was uh, taking classes. And honestly, for me, that was one of my best ways I met people. My, my best friends I met freshman year were all girls that we danced with. And I was invited to be on a, an organization. What do you call it? Like a non organization. Like, I don't want to say organization, all-star team. I don't know. It was like a, it was a company, a dance company. That was it. So I, I auditioned and was part of a dance company at our studio. So I got to meet a lot of girls that way. And we were all really close. And so from a social as well as, you know, a movement perspective, that was really important to me. And then I wound up auditioning for the dance team. I got all the way through to final rounds. I got cut the last round. So I was pretty bummed about that. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do now. And I remember I was like, okay, well, dance team didn't work out. I think I'm going to pledge a sorority. So I wound up pledging sorority sophomore year. Dance and movement was very, very limited at that point. I remember I auditioned for another on-campus dance company, I think. No, I think I, I waited till, till my junior year. So I think all of sophomore year, I was pretty not active from that. I was, I was more active in the sorority, doing other sorority type things. And I really missed it. So I remember junior year, I, I got back, I started dancing again. And then, was, yeah, it was junior year. I wound up getting a a knee injury and the lovely facilities at Penn State did not properly diagnose it. And two years later, I found out I had actually wound up tearing my ACL. But one of the things I think that got me into more recreational fitness versus like your more organized like dance studios and all that was when I decided to dance in dance marathon at Penn State. And I will put the link up to what Thon is. It's our annual philanthropal organization is the largest student run philanthropy in the world that raises money for pediatric cancer over at I can't remember if they still refer to it as Hershey Medical Center or it might actually be Penn State Medical Center now, but we've raised millions of dollars millions, yeah. at this point. For it, And part of the deal with THON, if you dance in THON, is you have to be awake and on your feet for, at the time when I was at school, it was 48 hours. They have since dropped it down to 46 due to mm-hmm. moving to a larger venue where the NCAA has cut off the time. But at my time, in my day, it was 48 hours. Tell us more, Grandma. That was rough. <laughs> so, I mean, for months, when I found out I was going to be dancing... For months, I was—I got into training, so I started doing treadmill and started, you know, I did. Working I, on your I cardio. I a little bit of weight training. I was doing a lot of cardio because the biggest thing that they told us was you're going to be on your feet for 48 hours. Get used to being on your feet. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're getting new sneakers and breaking in the sneakers and making sure that your feet were comfortable and all melded into your, your shoes and you were used to wow. being awake. So I would say that is probably what got me more into,
1: recreational um, like, the,
0: like I said, yeah, the recreational part of, of fitness. And I actually wound up really enjoying it. And even after Thon was over, I was still going because I kind of had gotten into a, a groove and I just really liked it. At and so time. not
1: only did you stay awake and on your feet for 48 hours straight, but you did it with a torn ACL that you didn't know was torn.
0: That is a correct statement. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: That's pretty baller.
0: Yeah. And every hour on the hour, we did a, uh, it was like a four minute choreographed dance, (laughs) the line dance that we had to do. And I remember uh, it was, it was good. I mean, I think at the time, and I think it was definitely a mental thing too, where it's like, if I didn't think that, like, you know, I didn't think about it. And at that point it had been over a year since I'd torn it. So I think I knew it was kind of off. I think I even had like a knee brace with me at the time, but I think had I known I had a torn ACL, I would have had a very different mindset. And I would have been like, (laughs) no. This, right. this isn't happening. I can't do it. So I think ignorance was definitely bliss in that situation. All right. So as we leave college and head into our adult life, what would you say is maybe one of the best or maybe one of the worst habits you say that you maybe still have today coming out of college?
1: Oh, man. Best or worst habit? Well, I don't know if the, if I can claim that there are any best habits, or like within with just with eating, right?
0: It could be eating, could be fitness, it could be even just like general lifestyle, like life.
1: General life. Life uh, living. Best, best habits. No, I think I mean okay. When you live with a bunch of people, you have to be considerate of other people. I'm not saying I'm the most considerate person. I probably had very high tolerance for certain things. So there were probably people who I lived with. But you knew
0: what inconsiderate
1: was. Sure, yeah. And then like maybe I'd feel guilty if I saw somebody cleaning. I was like, oh crap, I guess it got to that point where, you know, it's pretty dirty here. I would say that bad habit since I brought up cleaning is that I did develop a very high tolerance for messiness and cleanliness or the lack thereof, right? So I probably carried that way too far into my adult life which we've talked about before, Mm. but I probably started to learn some of that in college. So that's probably something that was uh, on the negative side, maybe. Can't say I picked up a whole lot of positive things. Probably had to undo some things (laughs) as I became a real adult.
0: became a real boy?
1: Yeah, a real man, whatever.
0: I'm just curious, at your apartment with like five dudes in it, was the toilet seat just permanently up?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there was no such thing as like putting the seat down for what and if girlfriends came over or whatever They just knew they would have to put the seat down like you're in a dude's apartment. That was just the rule Yeah, make it sure. was permanently up
0: make sure the check before you go ladies I would say for me probably my worst habit was again I think the exposure to like the late night eating and that even now it's like if we're out having a couple of beers I'm like pizza Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that definitely has not left me.
1: No, well, it was probably always in you
0: <laughs> It was just brought out Yes Well, I think the last thing I would ask you is if you could go back, what advice would you give to College Taco?
1: Oh, my God. Wow. I wish you had prepped me for that kind of question.
0: I'm not saying this in, like, well, you know, what would you do differently, like, in life or would you major differently? Like, just from a...
1: You know what? Okay. So I was always very cognizant of where I was in life in college. I knew that I was... It's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience where... You are surrounded by people your same age who often are going to be very like-minded or, you know, like have similar interests and things like that. So I was very aware of what college was in the grand scheme of life. So I think I squeezed every drop of college out of my college experience. Maybe I would have been like, dude, you know, you used to play soccer all the time. Maybe you can move around a little bit more. Like I said, it's not like I put on a whole lot of weight in college. That came more after college. But I think I would have liked to have continued maybe some of the pursuing athletic pursuits, not playing Division yeah, I like men's soccer, but more recreational and then getting into more things like that while I was in school. Because I ultimately, I did get back into those things. And those are things that I didn't realize at the time that I missed until I started getting back into them, whether it's kickboxing or working out at the gym where I work out now. I've done CrossFit. There's something in common that all of those things have that really tap into how I grew up, right? Being competitive, wanting to run faster, wanting to be stronger, wanting to hit harder, whatever it is. All of those things that I've done since then have tapped into that. And I missed that in college. I didn't get that. I was focused on other things at that time. Maybe that would be some advice I'd give myself.
0: All right, so College Taco. Yo. Go do some intramural sports. That's
1: right. Go hit up the soccer team. See who wants to get a game on.
0: Go do some pickup soccer.
1: Pickup soccer.
0: I think for me, if I was going to give myself advice, I think I would just say, like, you know, don't be so overly concerned about, like, you know, I, I've referenced the freshman 15 already so far in this, but like, don't be quite so overly concerned about it. Like, it's four years. And like, again, it's a time to enjoy things. And I, you know, now I look back, I'm like, man, if I could have had just like one more ice cream cone or one more <laughs> milkshake at the creamery, but there are definitely times I was like, no, I, I shouldn't have this. This isn't, it's not good for me right now. Or I want to wear a certain dress or certain outfit out. And if I have this one ice cream cone, that's just totally gonna ruin the whole thing. It's just gonna, you know, make me not fit well. So I think for me it was, you know, I probably would have relaxed a little bit more. I probably would have had maybe a couple less salads. Although again, sometimes it was just based on what was available. Mm -hmm. But I think again, it was not be quite so hard on myself with certain things with like some of the food stuff where it's like, you know what, it's a cookie. Yeah. Eat, eat the West cookie.
1: Because
0: one day that stuff's going to be gone.
1: Yeah.
0: Taco, if you could go back to college tomorrow, would you? Who? Keeping in mind, I'm not there.
1: <laughs> it's not like I'm not enjoying my life now. So maybe I'm even enjoying life more now as an adult than I did when I was in college. I think it was a... I wouldn't go back to college In today's college environment, I don't think. Mm -hmm. If you could say, hey, for a week, you could go back to college with all of your friends that you were friends with then and now, right? And, like, be in college for a week, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, Yes. Sign me up for that.
0: That sounds like an MTV reality (laughs) show waiting to happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But to go back to college in today's college world, that's that's like, you would, I'm assuming that the work has to be done Right. Like you have yeah. to go to class and all yeah. that stuff. That sounds awful. It and like, sounds really and awful like
0: classes that like you don't want to be in that right. just check off boxes on your yeah. degree.
1: So like I wouldn't do that. But if you put me with the people that I went to college with that I'm friends with still to this day and said, you get a week to do it. I'd hammer that out. Let's do it. MTV. (laughs) We
0: have an idea for a new show for you.
1: Yeah. Move over, Florabama. Here comes college reunion. How about you? Are you going to go back? Heck yeah. (laughs) Well, are you going to go in today's or like in my version?
0: No, I do not want to be in today's. I do not want social media. I do not Mm -hmm. want things documented that we did in college. Like, I am so, so thankful that like Facebook was literally like a printed (laughs) book <laughs> it was actually
1: a book it was of actually faces. a
0: book of faces so i am so thankful that didn't exist the worst thing we had at the time was i am and stressing about what a way message you would put up
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
0: and writing funny things on people's whiteboards the like,
1: whiteboards yeah those things all probably don't really exist anymore
0: no no and that's kind of sad a little bit like that stuff was fun writing funny things on people's whiteboards and yeah but white-
1: snapchat is fun and now. like
0: you know when are you gonna wake up I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> I want to eat. Yeah. Well, now you just snap people.
0: I, I don't know. There's something that's just not the same about that. So yes, I would want, I would go back to Penn State tomorrow if I could. But definitely I would, like you said, same thing. Definitely more on the uh, the social aspect right. with my friends.
1: So you're not going to go back to some of your classes then?
0: You know what? I actually would go back to some of the advertising classes. Like they were very interesting and amazing professors. So I would go back to the advertising All classes. Right. Mandy's in. And, you know, get a little refresher. Diving in. So, who's coming with me?
1: (laughs) I'm not going there. No? No. You weren't going to be in my college experience, so I'm not going to be in your college experience. I wasn't part of
0: your original college experience. Right.
1: Well, so then I'm not paying that back.
0: But, I mean, what if it's like the butterfly effect? And like, what if I actually was there and we never met?
1: Oh, now you're getting too deep.
0: All right. When we get too deep, that means it's time to wrap up the show. Wrap it up, people. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. I hope that maybe this helped you reflect a little bit on your college experience, maybe how that's helped shaped some of your health habits as you've grown up since your college days in regards to foods that you eat, some of your your movement, your living situations, and even how your college experience prepared you for your relationship and how you interact and, and live with another person, because really after that tiny, tiny dorm room freshman year, you never really live that closely again to somebody until you, you
1: share a bed until
0: you move in with your significant other. So thinking about how all that helped shape you and, and your life. your life skills. So I always post a question out on our VIP after party, which is our private Facebook group open to any of our show supporters over on Patreon. If you want to share a little bit about your college experience and how that has helped form your health habits or maybe how your health habits got better after your college experience, we would love to hear about them. You can share your experiences and get a ticket to the VIP after party by heading over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials a supporter at any level gets access into that VIP group and we would love to learn a little bit more about our listeners and get to uh, hear about your some of your experiences and if you're a Penn State or a St Joe's alumni, We definitely want that shout out as well.
1: I will say that after one of the most recent episodes, somebody had brought up something that I totally forgot had happened. So I always appreciate the comments, whether they're coming on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's like, dude, do you remember this? So there's people listening who probably uh, were coming down memory lane and probably have some things that you and I both missed in terms of our experiences there.
0: Well, oh, good. I hope we kicked up some memories. We definitely want to hear about them. You can also help to support our show by heading on over to your podcast platform of choice. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, a couple more coming out as well. And if you could just subscribe, rate us, and leave a review, it helps other people find the show, and then they can reminisce about their college experience, and then we can all reminisce about college together as we go on our Facebook feed and watch kids getting dropped off to college this week week.
1: <laughs> is our after party gonna have some food because I'm starving? I think so. I could go for a cheesesteak.
0: We'll say a late night cheesesteak. Let's
1: get it. I'm going to, I'll drive to Pats.
0: Uh-oh. Okay. We're getting in the non-taco bus.
1: Yeah, this is much it's more of the adult taco mobile.
0: And if you also want to keep the conversation going or find out if we do make a spontaneous trip out to Philly to go get a cheesesteak, you can follow me on social media. I'm at Mandy Enright RD on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube, and love a shout back and a tag on any one of those platforms to just, uh, again, connect with our listeners and hear what's going on. And if you want to also see the Taco and Mandy antics, you can follow our hashtag adventures of Taco and Mandy over on Instagram, where we typically post some funny videos, pictures, boomerangs, and pictures of our dog pictures of our dog and maybe a cheese, wine cheesesteak boomerang coming cheese your way steak soon. boomerang
1: oh man this is going to be good all right let's go
0: all right well thank you guys so much for tuning into the show we hope that it helped you bring up some memories hopefully only good memories of your college days and experiences and we'll catch you in the cyber world
1: adios amigos